As the racing season winds down, the separation season begins. Now, when I say separation season, I don't mean the season to separate yourself from racing, although that's exactly what many of your competitors are doing. And that provides an opportunity for you to separate from the pack. Within This Is Bracket Racing Elite, we focus on growth year-round, but the gains, they're, they're small, they're incremental during race season for two reasons. Number one, because your attention as a racer is split, right? You've got upkeep, maintenance, travel, all the things involved with the racing season, in addition to a focus on your own growth. And because other racers are working hard at that time too. It's this time of year, this separation season, where putting in the work can really allow you a leg up on the competition. If you're serious about doing just that, and you'd like to surround yourself with a group of knowledgeable trainers and accountable peers with the tools, the resources, the wisdom to help you take that next step, and perhaps even with the occasional kick in the pants to keep you on track, this is Bracket Racing Elite is the answer. We've helped thousands of racers just like you take the next step toward becoming the best version of themselves on the racetrack. Elite can help you do the same. Enrollment is open as of Monday, November 27th, and it closes December 8th. Learn more at thisisbracketracing.com slash elite. Welcome back, or welcome to the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast, where we sometimes discuss U.S. Olympic athletes, adult film stars, sportsman drag racing i am joined as always by my co-host big jed jared pennington big jed is in alabama at home i am in pomona california at the nhra winter nationals you see i got a little better different backdrop today uh it's chilly here in pomona big jed how are you luke i am well uh it's a little chilly um here in alabama as well but um i'm not having near as much fun as you are you're you're at the Winter Nationals, you're loving life, and uh, you're going to make a time shot sometime during this program, maybe before <laughs> it's over, maybe not. Possibly, possibly. We're on, a, we're on a little bit tighter schedule than normal. But no, to your point, life is good. Um, awesome out here. It's uh, snow-capped mountains in the background. They've got a little bit more snow on them than they did when we got here. <laughs> um but the 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 scenery here is amazing the vibe is cool and uh yeah it's been a it's been a relatively smooth trip so far we got to we we got our butts kicked in phoenix we went and saw mickey for a day i think he's got us right we're ready for pomona in vegas well we're we're all pulling for you my friend hopefully it goes well and um hate that it didn't go as well in phoenix to wrap up national events there in Phoenix, Arizona, but uh, you know, you uh, you got another opportunity here just a few days later, and maybe you'll make the most of it. Uh, outside of that, I'm just happy to still be back with the show. You know, uh, there was some question about whether I was going to be retained. Um, <laughs> some, you know, we had a discussion. There was uh, there was you know some repercussions to my actions last week. I was scolded very hard, but you know, for the most part, you, you let up on me and let me, allow me to come back. So thank you. Well, you picked up the slack, Big Jed. I was, I was out of, uh, out of commission. So I, I, I just appreciate you taking the reins. Seems like it went all right. No, I went really good. It went really good. Uh, I, I was struggling a little bit with obviously some, some stuff happening in this area, but <laughs> you know, we powered through it because that's what we do here on the podcast. We power through it. <laughs> you mentioned the uh, the final national event in Phoenix. Obviously, we'll get to that. But I guess ultimately, the ultimate reason that I'm on the West Coast, uh, it's, a, it's a multi-week swing for us. But the real reason to be out here is next week's Mosier Engineering Spring Fling Million at the Strip in Las Vegas. And just as a little bit of a tease, next week's show. Uh, next week's show is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be all centered around the Spring Fling Million in Las Vegas. Actually, a look back on the 2020, 2022 event. Look for that to drop in your podcast feed uh, early next week. I think we're actually going to go with that on Monday. So you can look forward to that. 
I'm fired up for the Spring Fling Million, Big Jed. It's it's hard to believe that, um, well, a week from now as we record, we'll be gearing up for Million Dollar Friday. Yeah, Luke, obviously a lot of great vibe around that event, as always, man. I mean, I've got buddies from Alabama, multiple buddies from Alabama that's traveling out. I'm seeing a ton of East Coast uh, racers that are scheduling the trip that's planning to go and certainly everyone in between here and there seems to be going. So expecting great things again for the spring fling million and, you know, just sick that I won't be there. It's a, such a cool event, such a great atmosphere and just some really cool people out there uh, and missing it sucks. It really does, but <laughs> happy for those that are going to get to go and, and would definitely be pulling for you for that one too, my friend. We will uh, we'll definitely miss you out West, Big Jed. And I, what you sense, like I sense the same thing. I feel like the East Coast, if you will, support of this event feels like it's on a different level from years past. It does have that feeling, Luke. It yeah, really does. So, um, you know. uh, along those lines, as, you, as our hashtag loyal listeners know, we always like to preview these big events with, with three guesses three questions if you will so let's jump right into it our three questions as always the the biggest non-million day what will the car count be what will the car count be for the million the big go and then obviously who's going to ride in that limo to downtown las vegas spend the night at the cosmo on pete and the fling staff as the 2023 Mosier engineering spring fling million champion just to set the table for a little bit of context Last year, the biggest non-million dollar uh, day of the event was Thursday's 30 grander, had 561 total entries, 260 of which actually entered the million on Friday. Obviously, Kevin Brannon was last year's Spring Fling Million winner. So, Jed, I will throw it to you. The surrounding day, typically the biggest surrounding day would be the day before the million Thursday. How many entries for round one on Thursday of this year's Spring Fling Million? You know, 561, Luke, is a massive car count. I, I, I mean, even if it landed there, it's still an amazing event. I want to I wanna say that it's going to be larger than that, but I don't think the number is going to be much larger. I'm going to go 583. 583. Nice round the, number. Okay. The largest count at the right. event. <sighs> We did this for last year's OG million and I swung for the fences and it ended up, I ended up looking like Nostradamus, right? Like I I was really close. Yes. I could be wrong because man, it's hard to get to Las Vegas from just about anywhere. I just have a feeling this is going to be huge. Give me 714. Holy smokes. The double Luke. entry thing changes it. Like that, that place didn't seem full to the brim last year to have 561. I feel like we've seen more cars at that event. Obviously, not never more entries. I, I think I think there's room for growth. Uh, I'll like to say I, I may be way way overshooting this, but uh, yeah, 714. How about in the big show itself? Do you think we see an increase there from 260 last season? Well, I definitely think we see an increase and, you know, my point was going to be, I don't think a whole lot more racers are going, but I think quite a bit more are going to enter the million. I think uh, knowing how, you know, how many people are coming from the East Coast out there, you don't make this trip and run the surrounding races and not run the million. So I think that number is going to be big. I um so last year you had 260 out of 561 so more didn't run the million than did run the million this year it's going to be quite the opposite there's going to be 337 in the spring fling million itself out of 583 a much higher percentage yeah this is difficult to predict because the West Coast crowd doesn't necessarily follow the same trends that we're used to seeing on, on 
quote unquote, our side of the country, Jed. I, I, my assumption has always been just because there's not a lot of, well, there's no other races of this magnitude out West, but there's not a lot of what we consider like traditional big dollar bracket races at West. And as a result, I just think the majority of West Coast racers aren't as confident plunking down $2,000, right? I think that's why we've seen that um, percentage of racers on the premises that enter the million, that percentage be lower than we're typically used to seeing on the uh, at the traditional millions on the East Coast. But I'm with you. Like, I feel like that flips to some extent this year. And I just... I get this vibe of so many people that aren't traditionally there that I know are headed to Vegas. I just think it's big. And and again, I'm going to, I'm going to overshoot your expectations with which I think are super realistic. I just have this feeling it's going to go bonkers. I will say 399 in the million. Wow. Luke is full of optimism. (laughs) You know, I felt like my numbers were great. Right. Well, they are. Well, that was a great crowd. You are going unbelievable. Record numbers. I just Record. feel like everything is trending that way. And and again, Vegas is difficult to predict because it's so far geographically from any other event of this nature. It's just I it's such a destination race and and I feel like everybody wants to go at least once and it just seems like it again Every, we're both drawing from a, a relatively small sample size, but it seems like everybody I know is coming. So I just, I don't know, that could be way off base. I think it's going to be really big. You know, Luke, as I sit and reflect on last year's uh, just economic environment and everything, diesel fuel was just, you know, there was concern that no races were going to do well this time last year because of what sure. diesel fuel was doing, you know, especially out there around Vegas. I imagine it was it was over six dollars a gallon. Now it's definitely not, you know, a, a wonderful number, but it's a much more favorable number for racers. So just thinking about that in general, your number's probably much closer than mine. I, I think that a lot of people can on the trip save near the entry fee in what they would have paid in diesel <laughs> last year that's so possible yeah it could lead to unbelievably crazy numbers so i'm i'm not uh i'm not a pessimist by amber but i think your number although optimistic is a lot closer i'm bullish i'm bullish we'll, we'll see in a week one of us is going to look pretty smart one of us is going to look pretty silly I'm prepared for that. All right. And the massive question on the docket then is who's going to win the Spring Fling Million? Jed, it looks like we got some audio issues. I don't know if you're on. Obviously, last year's winner, KB, Kevin Brandon. This is real time. This is what podcasting in real time looks like. I got Jed staring at me going, dude, I got nothing. (laughs) I'll pick up the slack. How about this? Traditionally, historically, the Spring Fling Million, has there been, there's been six of them? It's never been won by a driver who hails from west of the state of Texas, even though the event is close to a thousand miles west of the state of Texas. And there's been several occasions here where either Jed or myself or both of us, we say, this is the year. I'm not going to buck tradition. I don't think this is the year. I I feel like there are so many talented, amazing East Coast, if you will, racers headed this way. I think that that trend continues. I think the money heads east once again. Obviously, we could pick one of hundreds of, of able candidates. I know because I just texted him to verify Matt Dadis is making the trip. I realize that that's not a uh, that's not a uh, a dramatic pick. That's not going out on a limb by any stretch of the imagination. But historically, winners of not just the Sprinkling Million, but like million dollar races in general, it's typically been someone that you would expect to win. That it's it's typically a very familiar name. And uh, so if I'm going to uh, to put all my chips in the middle on any one driver, I'll take that driver from Ohio in a wheel stand and door car. Give me Matt Dadis to win it all. 
I'm back. Uh, back I have no idea what just happened there, um, but my my speakers did something goofy. But uh, really good pick there, Luke. That that Matt Dadis pick that is super solid, um, and one that I don't think anybody would would take issue with. I have gone on record as saying a West Coaster will win the OG Million. But that ain't happening in Vegas. Uh, it's going to be not only, Luke, is it going to be an East Coast racer? It is going to be an East Coast bottom bulb racer to the front at the million. Lucas Walker is your 2023 Spring Fling Million winner on the bottom getting the last few rounds over the top bulb racers. Congratulations, L-Dub. I love it. That's a great pick. He knows his way to the winner's circle. Well, everywhere, but he knows his way to the winner's circle at that event. He won the day or two days prior to the million a year ago. And he will be in his mm. own race car where he is. He's nasty in anything, but he's hauling his Mustang out there. It's fresh, ready to go. Uh, fixed a couple of little issues on it recently and he's he and that car are a bad combination so andy small i really thought at some point you would be the mm. first bottom bulb winner of the million but lucas he shows get out around you year after year after year he does if, okay so you you took i know took a flyer if you're gonna you know, backup pick it's andy small i tell you jed i was this close to busting out my my favorite line one of my favorite lines can you think Which of is? it there's nothing sweeter than a repeater, baby. <laughs> KB, yeah. is, KB will be back. He will be back in the seat of the Howe family dragster that was arguably oh. the best car on the premises a year ago. Excellent equipment. Excellent driver. I think there is a, there's a, a difficult expectation, if you will, uh, placed on, the, on the, the reigning champion of the million. But I just, if there's one driver that's oblivious to that i think it's kb like his personality just does not lend himself to getting caught up in that like i look for him to make another deep run yeah i mean you know loki really going out on a limb there saying that kb is gonna both of my books i'm really stretching <laughs> yeah, gonna go to a big race and drive well i mean when's the last time you saw that happen um definitely kb capable of making a run and capable of winning it all again he's just such a cool customer such a guy that has control of his emotions and and his adrenaline and he just makes it work round after round so it's going to be so much fun to watch it's going to be painful um obviously you know it gets uh late out here on the eastern side mm. of the country as that event's wrapping up but um Somewhere, Especially if my prediction is close, like that's going to be a very long night for those of you on the East Coast very. watching along, right? But you know, if if uh, if everything wraps up the way it should on Friday night, I'm going to be watching. I'm going to be tuned in, watching the Bang Shift uh, uh, live stream, and um, you know, just expect to see quite a bit of East and West Coast flavor in the mix. Um, you know, got. Uh, uh, Morgan Wood said Blue Hayball is going to win right here online. So I uh, see going bracket pick. racing and Joe Peters, Trey Summers, guys chiming in. Um, let us know, you know, go to the Sports and Drag Racing Podcast Facebook page like you're doing now. Let us know uh, who you think is going to win. Love to see the the picks from the listeners too. Even better yet, Big Jed, because this is something that we do every year for every major race. You heard our picks um, this season, particularly for the Spring Fling Million, we'd love to get you involved. So um, this is Bracket Racing Elite and the Mosier Engineering Spring Fling have combined for the Spring Fling Pick'em Contest. You heard our picks. If you can accurately pick the Spring Fling Million winner, you will earn $500 courtesy of This is Bracket Racing Elite. And best yet, if you are a current This is Bracket Racing Elite member, We'll double it a thousand dollars to correctly to accurately predict the winner of the spring fling million so go on check that out for those of you watching along live right now i'm actually not 100 percent sure that this link is live by the time the audio version of this drops tomorrow i know it will be but you can play along at this is slash pick again this is slash p-i-c-k
Luke, you're telling me this is Bracket Racing Elite is going to give away $500 to someone that can pick the winner. So what's the tiebreaker? Obviously, if if multiple people happen to pick the winner, what, what do you I do? I believe there? our tiebreaker was final round reaction time. Final round reaction time. Okay. And that, that's 500 to anybody that wants to enter. But if it's a This Is Bracket Racing Elite member and they pick it, you're giving them a grand? Yeah, we're going to double it. We're going to double it. A full slab? Oh, my god! I, I mean, I love my members. I hate to root against them, but it's $500, $500. <laughs> what a great deal that's going to be awesome man i hope i uh, hope all the listeners go and and pick a winner and certainly um you know tiebreakers out there so you know think about that think about there's the millions got a lot of pressure the final rounds got a lot of pressure it gets sloppy at times but watch that 2022 recap it didn't get sloppy it, didn't get sloppy <laughs> no, at all. it, it did not think get about sloppy all at all then and it's an interesting like the pick'em contest provides an interesting dynamic too because obviously you're going to pick whoever you believe is going to win the event but in theory your odds of winning go up if you can pick someone that not necessarily everyone else is picking to win the event you don't really want to be one of 20 that accurately identifies the winner you'd rather be one of two or three but again i guess that depends more on who wins than who you pick so i might be overthinking it there's a chance of that, but nonetheless, <laughs> it's a it's a really cool program from This Is Bracket Racing Elite. Uh, thank you for doing that, and and listeners, be sure to spread the word. Go out and make your picks, and let's see if somebody gets it right. All right. So next week, obviously, will be dominated by the Mosier Engineering Spring Fling Million. Last week, Big Jed was dominated by a pair of events that are essentially on on tap at least to be the last events of their kind at two pretty prestigious facilities houston raceway park hosted their last nhra lucas oil series event uh, i believe it is one of if not the last uh sportsman style events at the facility and at the same time uh, wild horse pass in phoenix arizona where i was last week big jed hosted what appears to be their last NHRA Camping World Series national event. Let's start in Houston. Obviously, they fought some weather issues. It didn't look like this event was going to happen. Uh, kudos to the Division Four staff. They got everything in. And I think the biggest story coming out of Houston, short of it being the last event at Houston, comes from Darian Bosch. Darian Bosch, former NHRA world champion, hoisted not one, but two Wallies to close the gates. On Houston Raceway Park. Yeah, really big deal for Darian. I know that, uh, you know, the facility means a lot to him. Um, obviously, with it being its final event, it meant a lot to a lot of people, Luke. So there was some extra, extra pressure on a lot of these racers that, that have, a, in a sense, grown up at Houston Raceway Park. And definitely Darian pulled off uh, an amazing feat winning top dragster and top sportsman that's uh that's really really cool accomplishment at any event but especially the one that's going to close houston raceway park down that's just a, a pressure packed double up right there for darian and uh, former world champion you'd expect nothing less yeah darian got the win in top dragster over jr baxter defeated kevin wilson in the final of top sportsman competition eliminator which is class that again we don't spend a lot of time on typically but we we tend to home in on it in division four just because the prize package is so immense thanks to roof tech and roger brogdon what they've put together competition eliminator in houston was won by rick brown getting the win over craig bourgeois that makes two division four events big jed four different competition eliminator finalists that's not typical in that category but that's how comp in d4 is going to be a huge field lots of really fast cars lots of really talented drivers and a ton of parent parity this i think is what roger brogdon and the powers that be had in mind for this uh series and and competition eliminator in this division i guess ultimately like this is what you want competition eliminator to be period but it is definitely the way it's rolling in d4 yeah, definitely the start that I think Roger Brogdon and everybody that come together to put that huge points fund together for the, the comp class, definitely the start that they wanted. Um, uh, lots of different people, lots of different faces in the finals and bringing the best of the best. You know, that's that was the intent all along. 
is to entice people to drive the extra distances and come compete in division four. So um, couldn't have started better for those guys and uh, good job for, for Rick Brown. there getting uh, over, getting win over a very tough competitor. James Caro was your super stock winner. Got the win over Cuda reigning stock eliminator world champion. Uh, Jimmy Hidalgo Jr. Stock was a battle of names that I think we're going to hear for many, many years to come. A couple of the young guns in the category was Bryce Grandier getting the win over Riley Trumbull. Again, I think you're going to hear both of those names a lot in the decades to come. Uh, Rick Huffman was a super comp winner over Austin Williams. Jim Caudill over Dennis Clark in super gas. I thought it was notable. Caudill's worst light with an opponent beside him was 12 on the weekend. That's solid in super gas. Ooh, I think he nice. I think he sprinkled in like an 18 or 19, but it was on a buy run. So we'll just throw that one out. Um, <laughs> super street, Dennis Harrelson, red hot, Dennis Harrelson, Harrelson. Uh, if you'll remember, we talked about him a little bit after the division three season finale last season at Bowling Green. He won super street there. He wins super street again in Houston, getting the win over a name that uh, we are both familiar with, and I assume most of our listeners are as well, Bart Nelson, uh, Nelson, the runner-up in Super Street. Yeah, Bart, obviously, um, getting the runner-up there. I know that uh, I know that event, that especially being the last, meant a lot to Bart. Um, would have loved to have hoisted that Wally for sure, come up short, as you said, to a red-hot Dennis Harrelson. Um, going back to Super Comp. Luke Rick Huffman over Austin Williams. What a what a couple of bad dudes right there. And A Dub, you know, obviously always a perennial power in the super comp category. Uh, getting a good start there with the with the runner up. Rick Huffman, you know, somewhat part-time in the category, doesn't spend a whole lot of his resources chasing super comp, but obviously you get over. You get a win over Austin Williams. It shows that uh, that you're tough, and I'm sure the field was very talented. Uh, but getting that last win at Houston for Rick Huffman had to be extra, extra special. So congratulations to Rick and Austin for uh, for a great event. All right, so that was the last Lucas Oil Series event in Houston, as we mentioned earlier. The last NHRA national event slated for. Phoenix, Arizona, Wild Horse Pass Motorsports Park also took place. Although I'll just tell you, Jed, from from the vibe in the pits, rumor around the pits, I'm not reporting this by any means. I don't have any inside information. The rumor around the track is that that closure may not necessarily be imminent. Um, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what comes of that. And and there may not be a national event return there, but it it sounds like that is very much up in the air. So definitely... uh, reason for optimism perhaps um within the division seven community uh, would hate to see a, a, a quality a national event style facility um go go away and we've had too much of that recently but regardless we'll see what the powers that be bring there um and what's around the corner on the racetrack jody lang big jed jody freaking lang jody lang. stock eliminator has gone the way of one hundred thousand dollar Copo, I mean, just littered. It is no longer, I mean, perhaps it never was an an entry level class. Like it it is, it's very expensive to be competitive in Stock Eliminator, unless you've got a 1978 model Malibu station wagon that just wins Stock Eliminator races like it's going out of style. If you lined up all of the Stock Eliminator cars in the staging lanes and just had had a blind draft, Jody Lang, Jody Lang station wagon is not a top pick. It's not, if there's 60 cars in the class, I don't think it's a top 50 pick. And yet he makes that class look very easy repeatedly in a high 11 second station wagon. He gets another national event win. This one over Tony DeFrank. That's 33 total national event wins for Jody Lang. Great point, Luke. Obviously Jody's doing it in an equipment that's not necessarily inferior, but to the untrained eye, it it looks like it would be extra challenging to go out and win in a vehicle like Jody's winning in. But it just goes to show you talent matters. Talent matters. And when you are ultra talented like Jody, when you have tremendous skills and look how long he's been doing it in that vehicle, you know, that that turnaround, that look back for him 
he knows exactly what he's seeing. He probably knows at the eighth mile mark, you know, I'm in great shape, I'm in bad shape, or this is going to require me to change my strategy or whatever. So Jody, obviously one of the most talented racers, if not the most talented Luke, uh, you know, I imagine you put Jody in a, a, a 930 Copo, he would make a couple of runs and he'd be adjusted and he's winning races. He would feel way out you, of place. No way. I mean, yes, you, Jody Lang could win in anything, but I just, I, I think like the surroundings be like, what am I doing in here? Yeah. And right. I'm not saying he would enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a good point. He would win. He just wouldn't but, have near as much fun. <laughs> but you take everybody else and put them in what he's winning in. No, they give up really good point. Early. So very good point. Um, you know, they, they used to say about Bear Bryant, his take his and beat urine or take urine and beat his and, and that's Jody Lang in a nutshell. <laughs> he, could, he could take your car and beat his or take his car and beat yours. Yes. I how did, did this urine. devolve into talking about, I, I was about to say, how did this devolve into talking about urine? Okay. <laughs> the, 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 the round that stood out just being there in person, I was watching this on the fence. I believe it was the quarterfinals of stock eliminator. Jody was paired with one of the fastest cars in the class. I want to say it was a car dialed in the high eights. Jody dialed 1194. And it's typical Phoenix, like the wind just changed directions. It's blowing like crazy. And I'm like, man, I feel bad for Jody Lang right now. He's in, he's trying to take that. It could be on my end or. Could be on yours, Luke, but I, I feel like we're getting some interference here. Down the racetrack against somebody that he probably can't judge. Another hot start to the season for Jody Lang. If you remember, he won Super Stock at the divisional event in Phoenix just a couple weeks prior. So hot start to the season for Jody. Another driver that's off to a very hot start, Big Jed. We've talked about Chad Axford multiple times on previous uh, weeks of this show. Chad Axford does it again. He's the top dragster winner from Phoenix. That's his second national event victory. Chad and having a heck of a West Coast swing, brother. I mean, Chad now lives out here, out our way or out my way, in between you and I, actually. And, uh, you know, he spends most of his time out here racing. But he went West early this year. And, goodness, he is off to a great start, whether it be bracket racing or class racing. He is – or 90 racing. He is, uh, he is racing extremely well. So, good to see Chad – uh, continuing to to put up wind lights and uh, I know let me, he's let me throw this out there for you big jet I know it's very early it is March 30th as we record could Chad Axford be this season's Jeremy Hancock well-known bracket <sighs> racer that we don't necessarily think of on the NHRA tour gets off to a hot start decides to pursue a championship and Six months later, is is he the one on the podium out here in California in November? Well, I'd have to think there's a little bit of strategy in going west early with a car that doesn't go 635. Um, yeah. So, you know, maybe that's uh, Chad's plan. You know, it, it's hard for him to to go north where he lives and and be competitive in the top dragster category. So, you know, he, he might m make his way back out here and hit some races strategically but yeah i definitely think chad's capable of doing it that's chad axford's your top dragster winner bruno massel won competition eliminated there was five cars in comp probably not really worth talking about but it was a really impressive performance from bruno he was 17 take 14 in the final had a huge semi-final matchup with kevin carter i believe carter was low qualifier where he was 33 actually got dropped in comp eliminator to go 58 under i think both racers went 58 under which i don't know a ton about comp but i think that's kind of what you're shooting for pretty impressive performance yeah. despite a, a short round event for bruno massel jr Superstock. speaking of of impressive performances big jed my man brad burton won another event at phoenix shocker it's kind of what he does defeated kyle rizzoli in the final the impressive performance part how about two total in the final of Superstock? 
Yeah, I saw that nasty, nasty lap right there. I think it was perfect dead two, if I remember correctly. Or That's it. it might have been two dead, yeah, but I thought it was perfect dead two. Uh, Brad Burton, once again, making a killer lap. Now, he, he got a little more stripe, but Rizzoli obviously uh, controlled some of that and, and sent him through. But uh, Brad, with a, with a lap that don't lose, for sure, in quarter-mile stock, super stock eliminator racing. So, um, another just another great performance by Brad Burton and Rizzoli. Rizzoli's obviously driving well off to a good start this year. Super comp. How about Tom Bayer? As we just rolled through the list of familiar names to, to have a success legend. in Phoenix. Bayer wins his 10th national event, got the win over Brandon Dolezal. And Thomas Bayer did it in really impressive fashion, Big Jet. He was 19 in the final. That was his worst light by a bunch. He did get away with a double red light in the semis, turned it 2,000 red and left second. So that was a break, but a really impressive starting line performance from the, uh, from the West Coast Drag Racing School instructor. Yeah, Thomas Bayer obviously been doing this a long time, been doing it at a high level for a long time, so no surprise there. Uh, and in, in days when 19 is your worst lap and, and you collect the Wally, Luke, pretty darn good day behind the wheel. No doubt. Chris Bishop got the win over Bill Dennis in a battle of uh, first-time Super Gas finalists at the national event level. Level Happy for Chris. Good dude. Uh, really good racer. He got the win in Super Gas and our reigning top Sportsman National Champion Big Jed got his 2023 season off to a good start. That was Lance Abbott. Drove all the way to the final in Phoenix. Ultimately fell short to one. Sammy, don't call me Speedy Gonzalez. Sammy Gonzalez, your top sportsman winner in Phoenix. Jed, we've got a couple of things, more things on the docket, but my wife. So I think I'm going to leave the, uh, the, the finishing touches of this show to you, my friend. Sounds good, Luke. Go out there, make you a solid lap, uh, get yourself positioned where you, uh, you're comfortable with multiple strategies, and then go kick their ass, bro. I will do my best. Thank you for the vote of confidence. All right, bud. Good luck. All right, so Luke checking out on us here. Um, obviously, right in the middle of, of the event and uh, and having to go make a run and uh, make sure that he's ready for competition, which I assume begins tomorrow morning. So um, we all wishing Luke a lot of luck. Uh, see you guys chiming in online. Thank you for that. I see Ryan Gleghorn trying to cause another war with the West Coasters. That's what he's good at. Steve Kelly said uh, Jim Glenn's going to prove him wrong. Uh, wouldn't surprise me at all. Jeremy Hurst picking Folks from back home, Jeremy Bargo as well. I said Jeremy Hurst, Anthony Hurst picking Jeremy Bargo. So, again, thank you guys for chiming in. If you've just joined us, don't forget that uh, Luke mentioned earlier in the show, you can go to thisisbracketracing.com backslash pick and give your pick to win the Spring Fling Million itself on Friday. And uh, if you get that right, and there's a tiebreaker in there, let's say you get it right and you win, Luke's going to give you 500 bucks from This Is Bracket Racing Elite. If you are a This Is Bracket Racing Elite member, you're going to get $1,000 if you're the winner. So really cool deal there from Luke. So make sure that, uh, that you guys go to thisisbracketracing.com backslash pick and make your choice for the Spring Fling Million winner. Um, next up on our notes is Jeff Sarah. He won again. Uh, Jeff was at Virginia Motorsports Park over the weekend and collected a $7,500 payday only one week after collecting the $20,000 win at Carolina Dragway. And uh, he got that win over one red hot Kevin Brannon. So again, Jeff Sarah on fire, as always, collecting the big checks. And uh, the notes say Jeff Sarah is back, but I assure you, Jeff Sarah ain't on nowhere in the last little while. He has stayed back. So congratulations to Sarah. I know he'll be making his way out to Vegas and um, certainly one of those guys that's easy to pick in the pickums. So um, you guys uh, show your love for Jeff Sarah if you think he's going to get it done. And, uh, and I know a lot of people will be rooting him on along with many of the others making the trip. Some news that we don't 
typically report a whole lot, but we love this guy. So we're going to talk about this, or I'm going to talk about it just a little bit. And I saw him watching earlier. I hope he's still watching. But our great friend, both Luke and I know this fellow well and, and really happy for Mike Eames. Mike has been named the Division Six director as uh, Matt Lavonis, I think, was the, the man in that role previously. He's moved on to other ventures, and Mike Eames is taking the reins of Division Six. Um, what a great hire. What a great hire for Division Six. They got an absolutely rock star, cool dude. And really happy for Mike, happy for the racers in Division Six. You know, Mike has a, a very interesting view of sportsman racing. He's got a great look at both bracket racing and um, NHRA competition racing. So uh, he was the former. Uh, track manager operator at Rocky Mountain Raceways in Salt Lake City, Utah. Did a wonderful job there. That uh, facility closed up for bigger and better things for them. And Mike has, has been known as uh, one of the announcers for the Spring Fling brand. He's uh, done work. I've seen him doing good guys announcing. I'm sure he's done other stuff out that way. Just a guy that knows racing. Uh, uh, just a, a, a guy that's entrenched in racing sportsman or bracket and a guy that has people's best interest at heart. He doesn't make decisions that, that make him feel good. He makes the decisions that makes the program better and, and makes uh, the, the racers uh, gives the racers a better product. So really, really excited for Mike Eames and Division 6. Good luck to you, Mike. We're all pulling for you, bud. And we have got um, the last thing on the show, uh, Doc, is, okay, last week, I powered through, okay? Give me a little bit of credit. Uh, I powered through. I was sick. I didn't feel good. But I powered through, and I was talking about our typical yearly um, NCAA basketball tournament bracket and how we tie that to something or somebody, each team to a person or somebody. And, you know, we, we kind of see who comes out on top based on what team that's representing uh, something or someone performs in the tournament. Well, uh, I said, okay, we're down to 16 and next week we'll have eight. Well, and that was just me being stupid because it got to eight one day. And then by the time the weekend was over, it was down to four. So now we're down to the final four and everybody loves the final four, right? I mean, even, even drag racers, we all love the final four. So we have taken the poll that we did and, and got all the votes in for what we categorize as the best characters in sportsman drag racing the uh the people that are the most fun to be around got the best stories just all around just awesome people cool people to to hang out with and people that are loved far and wide the four teams are UConn University of Connecticut San Diego State which eliminated my tied that was just bound for the final four and they cut them short at the round of 16 the university of miami the u and florida atlantic little known florida atlantic made the final four so a pretty cool group of teams we have taken uconn and assigned them with danny bastianelli we all know danny Danny is, he's one of the coolest dudes out there. If you're not following Danny on social media, on Facebook, go find him, Bastianelli. He is, a, he's a guy from up in the Northeast and really cool dude with a tremendous history in our sport. Just a fun guy to be around. Um, you, you'll absolutely enjoy his social media posts and the pictures that he posts. Oh my gosh, they're so amazing. His pictures are incredible. He's got some of the biggest moments in 
sportsman bracket racing from the 70s and 80s back when the sport was really getting rolling good and uh and he posts that stuff so he has been assigned to yukon uh you know a perennial power from obviously the state of connecticut san diego state a five seed got our old buddy will carroll will billy will carroll just what a character this guy is got great equipment loves racing he is a great social media follow just a, a cool dude that um you know epitomizes kind of the the five seed you know really good a really good team but somebody that you're not real sure what to expect out of them are they going to lay an egg are they going to be great san diego state's kind of that team so Will Carroll was assigned to San Diego State. Uh, Anthony Bertozzi is another character on the list. Anthony Bertozzi gets the U. Now, Anthony's, you know, he's just one of those guys that's just kind of high profile, you know, like the U. Like the U always thinks they're going to win everything, basketball, football, whatever. Whatever the U's competing in, they're going to be the champions up until they're about three or four games into the season. And then they realize not, we're not any good again. Well, this time they're good. They're real good. Their basketball program is great. They have taken out some heavy hitters and just like Anthony Bertozzi, uh, they are just, you know, fun to look at, talk to watch. They're talented and you know, they're, they're a team that you expect a lot out of just like you do Anthony Bertozzi. So we know Bertozzi is that kind of guy, cool dude, fun to hang out with and, and talk to. And uh, we have him tied to the U. And the last team on the list is Florida Atlantic. Now, Florida Atlantic is, uh, is a bit of an underdog. They're a nine seed. And nine seeds don't typically make the final four. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's one of those teams that, okay, they're a nine seed, so they don't suck. Uh, but when they roll out on the court, you know, they might have a shorter player. They might have a skinnier player. And you think, you know, this team seems like they can play basketball. I'm just not sure they can hang with the big dog. Well, they are tied to none other than Hot Rod, Rodney Fincham. And Rodney Fincham is the perfect guy to tie to an underdog. Hot Rod will show up kind of late, kind of rolling in in the middle of the night. He'll stretch a, a, a cover, a, a, some kind of um, tarp over his four-door Ford truck. He will sleep in the truck for a couple hours, get up and do his time trials, and then he will crack your behind out of nowhere, didn't see it coming, and that's Florida Atlantic, and that's Hot Rod, Rodney Fincham. Those were four major vote-getters in our uh, in our poll so we're going to tie those to those teams and we wish each of those guys well some honorable mentions uh i got a few mentions as uh, as one of the, the the better characters in racing so you know i try to entertain so i appreciate that my old buddy ryan gleghorn he got plenty of votes as well rg congratulations to you a lot of people were uh, were putting your name down my um, good friend jake hodge Jake Hodge got a lot of votes for obvious reasons. Uh, this guy's quite the character. He should have got a lot of votes. Loose change. Loose change is a, is a fun dude to be around. And then, of course, Rob Cropfeld. Crop is, uh, is quite the character himself. But the interesting part of that to me is uh, my name's on there, RG's on there, Jake Hodge is on there, and Loose Change is on there. I've announced with every one of those guys. I've sat in the booth with every one of those guys, and they truly were the top getters in votes. So I thought that was really, really cool. And, uh, and you know, it's awesome to see my buddies getting a lot of votes in there as well. So that, um, that wraps up the, the final four talk. Uh, see, we lost quite a few viewers there. Nobody wanted to hear me gas bag about that, but um, certainly appreciate those of you that have stuck it out. Um, that wraps up the show for this week, a little bit of a short show, but, um, but that gets us all did up right here. The spring fling million recap will release on Monday. 
So make sure you're checking that out. And again, if you want to tune into it, you can go to thisisbracketracing.com and see it live or not live. You can see the video, not live, but you can see the video. And uh, Peter Biondo's in it, Luke and myself uh, doing a recap of last year's 2022 million. And it's going to uh, it's going to be on the eve of the 2023 million, which again has a tremendous buzz around it. Congrats to everybody that's getting to go. I'm envious. Um, most people would say I'm jealous, but jealous means I can't go and I don't want you to go. Envious means that I can't go, but I wish I could go with you. I'm happy you're getting to go and I wish I could go with you. So um, congrats to everybody that's getting to make the trip. Wish you all well, wish you safe travels and lots and lots of wind lights and big checks. Again, that wraps us up, folks. If you, uh, if you want to go online and discuss anything that we talked about on this show or just chime in here on the, uh, the show release, the live release that we're on right now, certainly uh, make your comments. That's at the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast Facebook page. If you're just now listening to the show, you can, uh, you can go there and chime in as well. And uh, certainly, if you like to tweet, Luke and I are active on the Twitter. Luke is at Luke Bogacki, B-O-G-A-C-K-I. I am at JP11X. Thank you for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Look forward to seeing your comments. Go to thisisbracketracing.com backslash pick and make your spring fling million pick for possibly winning $500. Or if you're an elite member, you're going to get 1000 if you're the winner. Good luck, guys. Thanks again for tuning in. We will just have the Spring Fling Million recap next week. No live show next week. We'll be back with you in two weeks to talk about, obviously, the Spring Fling Million and everything that happened there, along with anything else relevant in sportsman drag racing. So until then, good luck to everybody. If you're going racing, have safe uh, travels again in wind lights. And we look forward to talking to you all again real soon about more sportsman drag racing. Enrollment in This Is Bracket Racing Elite is now open. You've heard me discuss, or at least reference, This Is Bracket Racing Elite. It is the premier offering of our website, thisisbracketracing.com. Elite is a membership community designed specifically to help you get from where you are today as a racer to who you want to be as a racer. Led by knowledgeable professionals, Justin Lamb and myself are longtime instructors and we bring in a host of guests, racers that you know, racers that you respect, led by knowledgeable instructors and surrounded by supportive peers that are ultimately striving for the same goal in their own unique way. The truth is at each event, there are a hundred plus entries, there's one winner. At the end of each season, there's one champion. That feeling, not so much the money, not so much the trophy, that feeling of achievement, that sense of accomplishment, that tip of the cap from your peers, that's why we do this. You can dream of that feeling all you want, or you can take action, take steps toward becoming that racer. If you're ready to take the first step, this is Bracket Racing Elite is for you. Enrollment is open now for a limited time. Learn more at thisisbracketracing.com slash elite before we close the doors again on December the 8th.